Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. No, I, I got it. I got it. How about a little heel turn? <laughs> Episode three, turning heels. Be Detroit. What's up, man? What's going on, Cino, man? Back again, talk some turning heels. What's going on, brother? Not much, man. Just relaxing here. Um, next couple days until I head out to Chicago. I'm excited, man. Uh, I still don't have my tickets for uh, for All <laughs> Out, but I got my tickets to Chicago. That's all that matters. So if it ends up being me at a bar in Chicago watching all uh, QT Marshall and Paul White, who knows? But I mean, that's all we want to do is go to the bar and have a beer, watch games. So that's all I want to do is get a beer and go to the game. <laughs> but uh, other than that, how, how you been, man? How's everything? I've been chilling, man. It's been a nice, cool weekend, you know, very, very hot. Been stepping out, seeing some movies, you know. Yeah. I mean, first of all, like I see this shit in, in, in New Orleans and I fucking my heart breaks, man, because we've yeah. been through all this shit before. I mean, we haven't been through it ourselves, obviously, but we've seen all this shit happen. So I just want to, mm-hmm. you know, first first and foremost, put out my prayers and everything to everybody down there. Yeah, um, but um, yeah, I, I went to the movies as well. I saw uh, Candyman. Is that the same movie that you saw? I'm guessing same movie. Yeah. Had what to see you, it. What did you think? You know, I wouldn't say I didn't like it as much as it almost uh, gives me hope that they're setting up for another movie. Because right. it was a lot of origin in this, almost yeah. more than the first movie gave us. Well, that's funny because like this is this is like supposed to be a direct sequel to the first movie, and they're ignoring the second and third ones. And I can understand why because they weren't that good. But the second movie, <laughs> I want to say, showed a lot of origin story. It had a lot of like flashbacks and actually showed like the origin of um, Tony mm-hmm. Todd's Candyman character and how he came to be and all that. So I'm a little surprised that they kind of like ignore that, but then they're kind of I guess trying to retell the story. Um, yeah, I'm the same way as you. Like I didn't hate the movie. I just I had so much hype. Like when this was first announced, like it was obviously supposed to come out last year because of COVID and everything. I went and yeah. rewatched one, two, and three. I was ready to go. And literally, like right when I <laughs> like I was ready to go, they pushed the movie back a whole year. Um, and then like the trailer, we'll probably spoil the movie. So if you guys don't want to 
talk about it or spoiler hear about alert. it. Yeah, just skip, the next, alert. skip yeah. the next five minutes or so. But like even watching the trailer, I feel like the trailer gave everything away. Like I knew that he was the little baby from the first one. Yep. Um, we see his mom, the same actress. So I knew that was going to be his mom. Um, and I knew that he was going to transform into the Candyman. My, my only like thing was like, how are they going to bring Tony Todd into this? And I guess their explanation was there's multiple Candymans, uh, you know, across yeah. the generations. You know, this, this guy's a Candyman and I got the Candyman. So, that, so we did get a glimpse of Tony Todd like for well, like three seconds at the end. Yeah. Um, the movie just felt like it was like too rushed for me. And I looked at the runtime. It was like 90 minutes. I felt like a whole 20 minutes was cut out. Like they just go to the ending. I'm just like, wait a minute. Like there should be more to this. Like, why are they just rushing to this ending and everybody's dying and everybody's getting locked up. And I'm just like, wait, there's more to this. So it's like the movie wasn't bad, but I feel like they cut out so much that they could have, they could have helped the movie itself. Um, yep. But like you said, they definitely set up for a sequel. So they could definitely go through it. The acting was amazing. I love the dude. I always forget his name, but I know he's been in a couple of Jordan Peele movies. I think he yeah, was in I Black Mirror. I can never remember his name for anything. He, he was he's the, great. He was the father in the flashback scene of Us, right? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Okay. Yep, he wasn't so, that. Yep. So he's great. He's a great actor. Um, Everybody in this movie was really good. They brought back some, some of the characters. I loved them. Um, the brother, the, uh, the 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 wife's the wife's brother. Oh, he was yeah. he was hilarious. hilarious. He was hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was saying like all oh, your normal things, like you know, like oh, we don't need to be bringing no no candy man <laughs> in, in our lives and all that. We really have too many problems as it is. So yeah. that, was, that was hilarious. Um, so yeah, if, if, if you like the first movie, I would definitely check it out. But just maybe don't get your hopes up. I don't know. I told Braden Harrington that. Yeah, and he said he, hopes he, he said he loved it. But then again, yeah. Braden. You know, Some he, people went in that to that movie and thought they were going to be like scared. It's like, nah, it's kind of not scary anymore. Yeah, it wasn't. It's all nostalgia, really. You know, so don't expect a big scare. Just go in there and try to learn the story and see what it's about. It's still good. I still like some of the killings are gruesome. It was good and bloody. So I still like the movie. Yeah. And like the first one scared me so much because when that came out, I was like, what, seven or eight years old. And I remember my brother used to put that all, all the time and I scared the hell out of me. Just oh, to see yeah. the practical effects with the bees and everything. Now it's like oh, it's all CGI. So it's yeah. like, all right, you know, it's not as scary anymore. Um, but what is scary is is before the album dropped, I I, I went on on iTunes to watch. A, I was trying to get to download actually the new West Side Gun album. And yeah. as soon as I go to uh, Apple Music, I see like the live stream of, uh, I guess, the Don. I, what is he doing? He's like having these like listening parties and stadiums for the last couple months. I could dig it, man. You know what, though? I like the recreation of his like childhood home, but he turned it into like a church. It was weird. He I don't was know. Like, with- I, I literally <laughs> turned it on and I see like I see like this random blue house in the middle of a uh, uh, was it Soldier Field in Chicago? Yep. And then there's like Marilyn Manson's hanging out there, and there's a whole bunch of people like wearing all black. Just Marilyn and there's like Manson and the baby comes out the house, like and just okay. and there's like mon- there's monster trucks just driving around the arena. I'm like, what is going? Like, I don't know what's going on. I just want to hear the album, and then the album comes out, and it's like 27 tracks, and I'm like, all right, all right let me set myself some 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 time to go through and listen to this. Um, it's okay. I mean, I can understand people hating it. I, I think it's 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 what I expected. Yeah. I I like the songs with the feature. I mean, there wasn't even any features listed. I had to like find out on my own. But there's a yep. song with the locks. There's a song with Griselda. It sounds pretty good. Like I mean, overall. But I can understand people like not really feeling it. But it's it's not the old Kanye. It's not. It's a really long that. album too. Like you can't. It's hard to really give it a, a grading because it's so long. It's 26 songs when you're used to listening to. 14 or 15 songs and half of those songs have interludes in the middle but this is all music for 26 songs straight so i had to do so much stuff to get all the way through it yeah so, it, it uh, seems very like cinematic like like there's a lot there's yeah, not that many albums cinematic. that feel like an actual movie this feels like it could have been a movie they, i wouldn't be surprised if down the road he filmed something to kind of accompany it um but yeah but a this lot is of- kanye though so you know 
out of these 27 songs, 10 of these songs are going to be played on some movies for yeah. the next like five years. So yeah. get yeah, comfy with them. A lot of these songs don't feel like they could be like radio songs or like singles. No, they don't at seem at like no, that they, at all. They're going to be on your movies. Yeah. yeah. Like you can't really like play these songs like standalone. You kind of have to hear it all together. That's why I feel like I had that cinematic experience to it. It's funny. We're talking about Chicago. I'm going to Chicago. Kanye's from Chicago. Yep. Uh, Candyman was in Chicago. I actually want to go to Cabrini Greens. If I if I get a chance to, I actually want to check it out. Um, so, you yeah. You well, stop by the Kanye actual house. And vandalize it like those Drake fans did. Uh, That's what they did. <laughs> well, they didn't vandalize it. They put signs on it. That was the most contained vandalism I ever seen in my life. Why? Because I mean, originally they're supposed to drop the same day as Drake's album, right? Drake's supposed to drop. Kanye on and Drake 3rd. had some kind of small beef. Yeah. So, and Drake just confirmed his album's dropping September third. So it is okay. We look forward to that. All right. So enough of the uh, the hip hop horror movie talk. I guess uh, we're gonna you get expect right- from us too. What do you expect? Yeah, you're going to get the same thing uh, uh, next week when the Wu-Tang show starts. So if you guys are, aren't ready for that, get ready for that. Or next week or the week after. I forgot when it comes out. I think it's the week after. September yeah. 8th, the week after. Yep. Uh, but we're going to talk about wrestling here and uh, uh, Heels, episode three. This one's called Cheap Heat. Uh, cheap Heat, I guess, is is it kind of makes sense with this episode. There was a little kinda, bit of Cheap Heat. Yeah, yeah. kind of. Yep. Cheap Heat, I guess, is like what? Using underhanded tactics to get the fans to, to boo you, you know, yeah, unnaturally. So we start the episode, uh, not how I expected. We get a flashback, and it took me a while to realize it. I'm like, who's this, ran- this random man that's running around? Uh, and then once he runs past the uh, the actual poster showing himself, it's the mm. dad. It's uh, Tom King Spade, the father of Jack and Ace. Uh, he's just running through town, and then he gets home, and it looks like there's another normal day. You know, he's like, all right, let me just mow the lawn and, you know, fix the, the garage here a little bit. And then he catches a deer. Uh, in his yard so you're like okay he's he's trying to scare this deer away so he goes inside you know he grabs a gun we're thinking he's gonna you know scare the the deer away and uh no he just shoots himself right in the face uh i didn't expect this to happen i mean we knew this happened but i expect him to show it like this in such a graphic um description here and then yeah. on top of that like we find out that ace was upstairs and the youngest son he comes down and like, Dad, what happened he comes out there and he he's the one who who watches who sees the body oh, right? father, yeah. there. Um, pretty reason because Ace looks the same age. You know, it doesn't look like it happened that long ago. Yeah. I, I, for some reason, I thought this happened when they were like a lot younger. But then I guess Me it makes too. sense. Yeah. It makes sense that maybe like uh, Ace was straight coming out of you know college or whatever. And Jack had just started wrestling. And that's that probably prompted Jack to get Ace right into the whole wrestling yep. scene. Um, But yeah, this scene, I mean, head hard. It's never easy to watch any like um, suicide early. scene. But to see it like so early in the episode and, and just literally right in your face. I'm just like, holy shit. Uh, um. Yeah. So just a little warning if anybody, you know, hasn't seen the episode yet and it, yeah. you know, it might trigger something. But we go into the intro music. I, the only reason I'm pointing this out this week is because uh, I heard Braden Harrington on the uh, the juice review, which he did with you and Davey, yeah. how, how he hates this theme song. And he didn't, get, a- he didn't even get past the episode after he heard this, as he called it, a Dawson's Creek like intro. And I'm just like, dude, like, just <laughs> skip. It. That's what I do. I, I, I heard it the yeah, first I time. I'm like, yeah, I'm never going <laughs> to I'm never gonna listen to the song. I guess I just skip right through it. But um, yeah, I can understand like you know, be a little sappy, the, the, the whole intro music, but I don't think it reflects the, the whole, and the that's whole why show. I think they should go like other TV shows. It's like change the theme song, like season two, because it does not fit the show. Like this, this, especially this episode, this episode is really good. It's really hot. So you yeah. kind of want to lead into something really nice. So don't be great inherited. Don't judge a show by its fights intro. <laughs> Just go past that and watch the actual show. Because so, we can't all be the Sopranos. Brady. <laughs> so we go from the suicide scene to a strip club. So, uh, 
you know, easy transition there. We see um, Bobby Pan, the wholesome Bobby Pan. This is pretty funny because he's like your, your goody two-shoes guys. He's on his phone. We actually don't even know what he's doing at first, but he's on his phone with his parents. And he's like, mom and dad, I'm so excited. Like, they never pick up their phone, I feel like. He always calls them and leaves a voicemail. So these damn parents are just ignoring him for some reason, which I feel bad for. But he's like, mom, dad, it's a big night for me. You know, um, I'm, I'm in the main event tonight. I, you know, I worked really hard for this. And as this is happening, like, the stripper in the background is like, hey, this lady just smacked my ass. And he's like, I gotta go, guys. And he kicks out the lady for uh, smacking a stripper's ass. So I thought that was a pretty funny, funny, like, um, seeing both sides of it as he's obviously yeah. like a, a good guy while he's working a, as a bouncer at a, at a very uh, dodgy looking strip club. We've all been there. We've all been there. Yeah, yeah, of course. We see Jack Spade and he's driving and he's on the phone with the one, the only CM Punk, Phil Brooks here playing Ricky Rabies with the first thing I got to admit is his hair was, was really bad because I see like... <laughs> I'm like, dude, they couldn't like put his hair on better. Like you see the little, the indent where like the wig goes on, but it's like. First thing I wrote down was nice hair, Ricky. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm hoping that like in the episode, you would have seen him just rip it off and be like, okay, it's it's an act type thing. But no, we're supposed to think that this is actually his real hair. So we find out that I guess Ricky is like a, um, an extreme legend or just a wrestler that everybody knows about. And uh, Jack was able to call him on short notice to get him to, to sell some tickets for the show because Ricky's obviously a popular figure and Ricky goes about, how he's gonna you know use blood and this and that and jack is like whoa whoa, whoa listen like we, we don't really do that here it's not our style and and ricky's like don't worry about it um you know it's something different i'll show you when i get there uh we'll, we'll talk about it now but what did you think overall of of cm punk's here acting in the show he's pretty good i mean this character is like he seems really at home with this character and uh, i'm kind of used to seeing cm punk's face now which is weird because i'm not i shouldn't be used to seeing him but now it's like oh there, there's phil yeah, now he's everywhere. We haven't seen him in seven years, but there he is. He's everywhere yeah. we see. Um, I liked him. I think he was like obviously he knows his wrestling history. I feel like he might have taken like four or five different wrestlers and kind of melded them together and made oh, it yeah. to this character. Uh, but yeah. just just to see him play like this, like I guess this like stereotypical southern extreme wrestler, you know, he's <laughs> and we'll go into his whole gimmick when he actually comes out. But um, I think he was good. He actually like removed all his tattoos for this. I don't know if you saw the clip on Instagram, but he went through like what four hours of like makeup where they actually yeah. have to go and like remove all his, his tattoos, which is crazy. Just to see him without tattoos is a, yeah. is, is a visual. If you guys have, I seen didn't that, notice it until I seen that. Then I looked at the, the, the show again. I'm like, Oh, okay. Now I get yeah. it. It's the weirdest I, thing. I don't ever. understand why, because like his character could have had tattoos. I guess the, maybe like what some of the tattoos represented, like yeah, the Pepsi mean, logo, I guess Pepsi would have made sense. Cobra commander. You know, we can that's true. If you guys yeah. haven't seen it, check out the Up Next Facebook page. I put up pictures up there without any like uh, context at all. I'm like, oh, I can see him punk with no tattoos. Just hoping that somebody's going to be like, oh, my God, he got them all removed. But um, just Weird. just interesting here. Uh, we go backstage before the show and uh, we see Ace practicing a uh, babyface promo into the mirror. And he says, <clears throat> you know me. You know who I am. You know, I'm someone you can believe in. And I let you down. Last time I was in the ring, I lost. But it wasn't losing the match that hurt the most. It was using. It was losing y'all. Then he goes, it was losing. Y'all. I was betrayed by my brother. How many of y'all have been betrayed by someone you trust? You did, I did the right thing. I played by the rules. I busted your tail. And the person with the person double crossed you. What did you do after you got back up? You wiped away your tears. He goes on and on about like, you know, this very heartfelt baby face promo. Then he's like, this is not the end of the story. It's only my beginning. And then, you know, he's all proud of it. And Chris was like, yeah, it's a little too positive. You might want to, you know, take it a different angle or so. But um, Big Brother Jack comes in and says, no, it's perfect. Don't change a thing. It's it's perfect. And then they kind of go through the promo a little bit. Ace is like, maybe instead of saying wipe away the tears, I could say I could chuck some beer instead. And I could add the line about good always triumphs over evil. And then Jack's like, no, it's not true. 
good doesn't always uh, triumph over evil. And Ace is like, in the end, it does. In the end, it does. And Jack is like, no, 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 don't use that. Don't use that. Uh, funny line here. Jack is like, just make sure you beat Bobby in the main event and everybody will know that Ace is back. And and then Ace is just like, I never fucking went anywhere. Like, what do you mean I'm back? <laughs> like, I literally lost the one match last week and I'm already here. You never made me go anywhere. And then uh, I swear that Cody Rhodes must have wrote this this next this next oh, line. When he but, uh, NXT. Yeah, Jack starts going about how, like, you know, don't worry about going up north, you know, WWE. We're not going to say that. But don't worry about going to WWE. All they do is put you in years in developmental. Then they just let you go and fire you because you're just a pawn, which I'm just like, dude, did they... Oh, they <laughs> Come on. Like, Come on. I mean, it's, it's spot on. They're not wrong, but obviously yeah. they're, t- they're taking shots on them. Uh, Tell how you feel, Stephen Amell. Yeah, definitely Stephen Amell. <laughs> Cody, Cody Rhodes, Tony Khan. Somebody put this. I feel like this, this episode felt like a commercial for AEW. It's like, don't go, to, don't go to WWE. Don't go to developmental. They're just going to use you, uh, not use you for years, and just release you like you're nothing. Uh, he, he says, DWL, you know, it's it's not a pawn. Uh, you're not a pawn here. And we, you, you don't need to go up north, basically. Uh, we go into this like this this weird drunken uh, phone call that Willie gets from Bi- Wild Bill. We'll find that later on. He keeps calling her throughout the show, and we have no idea what's going on. But we'll find out what right. uh, our favorite Wild Bill is up to this week. Um, Jack says that uh, business is doing good, and that they brought in Ricky. Ra- uh, they brought in Ricky Rabies, but Willie says business is good. Basically, they brought in Ricky, and then Willie says that. But at the same time, people are talking shit on the internet. Um, you know, about what happened with Ace and Jack. And then you could tell it kind of bothers Jack, but not really. He's like, oh, what are they saying? It doesn't matter. Business is good, whatever. We go to Jack who meets up with Eddie Earl, who I guess is like, what? He he's like a, he works at a church, but he also has a business. And yeah, he has sponsor. like a pawn shop, right? Yeah, but he's also like yeah. very like biblical because I guess they're using like his, his verses um, from the church as like sponsored. Like you can yeah. tell that Jack is basically... <laughs> He's 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 getting paid to use uh, Eddie's business here, so it's pretty funny because it's like psalms and verses all throughout the arena, and Jack is even like, "Hey, listen, we could put some more on the ring apron." Um, you know, he he makes up this proverb or whatever, and then just to like you know get the Eddie's approval, and then Eddie's like, "You know what? That's, that sounds good and everything, but you should be like your dad. You should uh you know make commercials for me. Uh, sing the song. Just sing the song that that your dad just sing." And Jack is like, "No, nah, I don't want to sing it." And then come on, sing the song. And then Jack, when your times get tough. <laughs> You want to sell some stuff. That's a great impression. Come on know. down to Eddie Earl's. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is like, you know, you're. you're... Oh, that's I, me. That was a great promo. <laughs> I love, I love Steve. Steven Mel's from like Canada, right? Like Toronto. I'm pretty sure so. he, is. he does. Yeah, a, pretty... He does a really good AJ Styles impersonation. Yeah, I don't keep saying that every week, but that's, that's what he's doing. He's doing a Southern Southern wrestler, but he does it really well, especially when he starts singing. It must be kind of tough. That was really good. That was really good. We see uh, Stacy, who's Jack's wife. She kind of meets up with some friends, um, some old friends here. They go get some drinks at a restaurant. We'll go back to that scene after. But we go to the locker room, and one of the, the running jokes on this episode is getting iced, oh, um, which I feel like it's a dated thing. Like I feel like I used to do that like in freaking high school. Like People still do that, like getting iced? Nobody gets iced. They do it ironically, maybe, but nobody. That's, that's like 2000. I don't know. I can't even iced. It's let's let's just let's say what it is. Smirnoff paid for them to promote the because the whole thing is about Smirnoff. (laughs) So if you guys don't know what getting iced is, it's basically like um, somebody tricking you to like grab a bottle and then 
if you don't know that they put it there, you have to get on one knee and just chug it all down. So that's what happens here. Uh, Diego and Apocalypse, they ice Bobby Penn. And then Bobby's like, I love Smirnoff. And he just starts drinking it. Uh, how do you feel about Smirnoff? Is that, I mean, it's not my go-to, but if, if they're around, I'll drink it. But I'm not going to, I'm not going to go to stop and shop and buy myself a pack. Yeah, I'm never going to do that. Maybe I'll, I'll definitely grab a White Claw before I grab a Smirnoff. Exactly. Uh, we're not sponsored, but if you guys want to send us some White Claw, we'll definitely drink them on air. We'll, we'll drink it. Yeah, so Ace is outside and he kind of hesitates going into the locker room, but Crystal's like, don't worry about it. It's okay. They all got over it. Just go in there. And as soon as Ace goes in there, Diego hits him with the main event ice. And then, you know, he's all happy. He's relieved and he you know, gets on one knee and chugs it down. Uh, and then Rooster uh, in the background is kind of like main event ice, like main event my ass. And they're like, what's your problem, dude? He's like, yo, this guy, Bobby Penn, he had one match last week. He hits one lucky elbow drop. It does not earn you an invitation to the main event, which I'm like, Rooster was great. He was he was hitting all the one-liners of this episode. Oh, like, Rooster was the man. Um, and then he points out to Ace. He's like, listen, look at your boots. There's no scuffs on them. You know, obviously, he doesn't work, basically, is what he's trying to say. Big boy Ace, yeah. So he's uh, he's upset throughout this whole episode. Um, Ace and Crystal, they, they're, they're, they run into Jack, who's having a meeting with Ricky Rabies. Uh, so we see Ricky Rabies fully introduced here with his stable, which I guess is Valet Vicky, and also his son Wolfgang. Uh, so they're all like kind of decked out. How would you describe them? I guess they're like, what, feral animals? They got like all this, this fur on them and these crazy wild looks. Yeah, they look like um, Viking Raiders um, from the sewers, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Vikings from the sewers, yeah. Rat King, like a Ninja Turtles Rat King kind of kind of look to them, yeah. Kinda, yeah, yeah. Um, so Ricky talks about how he, he doesn't bleed anymore. He's he's past all that. He's he's basically like a an old wrestler that's past his prime, and he tries to come up with gimmicky stuff. So instead of like bleeding, he just kind of makes his own blood and incorporates the crowd and gets the whole family. He basically like, you know, I'm just getting my whole family involved here. We're we're a family yeah. attraction now. Uh, we'll find out later what he means exactly by the uh, getting the blood involved. But um, you know, Ace and Jack are just they just want to make sure that he's not getting into that 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 dystopia of Florida wrestling, uh Charlie, Charlie Dully type of territory. Uh and then they all go out to leave, whatever. And I, I like this, like kind of it's like in the background, but I feel like CM Punk was definitely channeling his uh Jerry Lawler because as his valet is leaving, he lets her go in front of her and he kind of says like the old line, like, I hate seeing you leave, but I love watching you go. And I'm just like, that's like <laughs> One of Jerry Lawler's go-to lines has been saying since like 1992. So he definitely like was trying to incorporate like your uh, your old school wrestlers here. Uh, and then Ace is pissed. Like as soon as uh, Ricky leaves the room, he's like, yo, what the fuck? Like he's here. That's why everybody's wearing Ricky Raby shirts. Like they came in here to see him. They're not here to see me. I'm supposed to be the main event. Um, and Jack is like, don't worry about it. You know, Ricky, he's not a main event guy. He's just an opening act. We just brought him in here to bring the people in. But when they come in for him, they're coming back for you. Basically, this is your show. You need to shine. Um, mm-hmm. He's he tells them not to worry about it. Um, just let them. You know they're gonna cheer for you. And then Crystal kind of chimes in. She's like, maybe they'll even boo a little bit too. Like Crystal's definitely like been pushing the whole like you need oh, to yeah. turn she heel was thing. The first person to say something about the heel turn. So yeah, Crystal's up. She knows what's up. So as Ace leaves the room, he's like, okay, fine, whatever. Uh, quick question though, Jack, remind me again. What does it mean when? someone's boots aren't scuffed and Jack is like, it means you're a bad partner in the ring. So don't be a bad partner. So already like they're planting the seeds for, for um, Ace to kind of like get his shit together. Basically mm-hmm. we go back to Stacy and her friends. They're having a good time. They're just, you know, sipping their, their, their wine or whatever, you know, rich uh, Southern women like to do on their spare time. And then like the waiter kind of comes in out of nowhere and she's like, Oh, don't worry about the bill. The appetizers are, are on me. It's an honor to serve uh, Mrs. Jack Spade. Uh, and then the friends are like, what is he talking about? Whatever. And then the waiter's like, Hey, uh, 
by the way, you guys going to tonight's show at the Dome? Like, I was trying to get, you know, my, my shift off, but I couldn't do it. Uh, tell me what's going on. Like, is Jack going to screw Ace again, this and that? And, and Stacey's <laughs> like, uh, I don't know what you're talking about. There's no wrestling here. There's no wrestling. And then the waiter's like, no, like, he runs the Duffy Wrestling League. He's the promoter or whatever. And the friends are like, what? What's going on? I thought you told us that only his dad did it, whatever. And Stacey's like, oh, don't worry about it. But the friends are, like, totally with it. They're like, yo, yep. take our drinks, put it into go cups. We're going to go down to the Dome right now, and we're going to watch him wrestle. And Stacey, she's obviously embarrassed by the whole thing. She's like, oh. She just wants to be normal. You know, she doesn't want people to talk about wrestling and all that. I understand her pain. Yeah, I kind of do. But her friends were really, really into it before they even stepped foot in the dome. So why yeah. downplay it? Exactly. Yeah. If, you, if you got a little bit of power and fame, why not, you know, try to use it to your advantage? Exactly. So we, we go to this funny scene where uh, Rooster is just in the bathroom taking a piss. And then Bobby Penn kind of pops his head off from the urinal. He's like, you got iced. And Rooster's like, what are you talking about? He looks down and there's like a, a, a smeared off bottle that he's pissing on. And he's like, really? You expect me to drink this shit? And then he's like, you know what? You can have this anyway. Like, I thought it was only for main eventers. You know, like, I'm not a main eventer. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, just, he basically just gives Bobby all this shit, whatever, beating the main event. And then Apocalypse and Diego walk in and they're like, yo, relax. Like, calm down. It's not his fault that he's in the main event. Uh, and Rooster's like, oh, he's just dumb as a bag of dicks. And then Diego, <laughs> for the line of the episode, he goes, don't, <laughs> don't say that. That's ge- that's gender shaming. Dicks aren't pre- predest- predestined to be dumb. It's more appropriate to say that it's a willful idiocy of certain specific dumbasses attached to an individual dick. That makes the dick dumb. I was like, what the fuck did this come Ladies from, Diego? Gentlemen, dick logic. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's dick logic. Uh, Shout out to Dickie Bird. If you guys haven't seen Dickie the making Bird. of uh, fi- uh, Frank's Firefly Funhouse, check it out on YouTube. Um, so Pac again says, you know, it's not his fault. He's in the main event. And, you know, instead of being an asshole rooster, why don't you just go talk to Jack? Like I've been saying for the past three episodes, like stop complaining and do something about it. Uh, Rooster's like, yeah, I understand. I, I just need a push. And then Diego's yep. like, listen, I need more to the push. And you guys all need to get the fuck out of here because I'm about to tear this bathroom up from the breakfast this morning. <laughs> so Diego being the uh, the comedy relief of the uh, of the shows, as always. We go to uh, Vicky and Crystal and Vicky's like basically giving Crystal advice about just treat your man right, you know, and he'll be with you forever. He'll never get rid of you. Um, you know, he gives all these like tips and tricks to do. So Crystal goes and like right before the match, the ace has he just kind of gives him a nice little massage, get him all ready for the match. Uh, Stacy and her friends show up and they're just excited. They're like, oh, my God, this place is fucking lit. Like, this shit. how come you didn't tell us about this? Like, I want to sit front row and touch the wrestlers. And Stacy's like, no, 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 no. Let's, let's sit in the back in the back here. Like, let's hey. not be seen whatever. Um, and then Rooster. Uh, tries to talk to Jack, but Jack is like, not, not now, you know, I'm kind of busy. And in all, in all fairness, it really wasn't a good time because Ace is about to come out and cut a promo that's like kind of like very important to this company. So, hey, Rooster, you might want to wait till he's not watching his brother, you know, live on TV here or whatever. Uh, Stacy's friends are all, they all love Ace. Like, oh my God, he's a little kid. Now he's like the dirty Thor, as they call him, which is a pretty good, uh, pretty good description of him, I guess. Yeah, say. pretty much. <laughs> so then Ace goes to cut the babyface promo that he's been preparing the whole episode and uh before he could even say a word the fans were just booing him there's like cut out uh faces of him like with the tears coming down yeah, like his the face. crybaby fat head freaking hilarious like they're not even giving him a chance to talk he's like you know it's kind of like the what treatment he can't even like get over his his own lines or whatever uh then one lady just starts saying you're a crab baby and he's like who said that he's like i did cry baby you're cry, a cry baby, baby. you're and a cry she, baby so she throws a pack of tissues at him and then like the whole ECW with the chairs coming into the ring, but this is the whole ring with packs of uh, tissue clean, right. Kleenex and tissues, <laughs> tissues, which is hilarious because like obviously they're not, not going to hurt them, but it's just yeah. funny to see a whole bunch of tissues kind of just uh, fill up the ring. 
Um, so Ace is pissed off. He just walks out, and as he's walking out, Jack is like trying to call Audible. He's like, "Listen, Bobby, go out there, save the segment, stop him." And then Ace pushes right by him. He fucking starts throwing everything in the back. He starts breaking stuff, and he's like, "Jack, what the hell was that? Um, everybody's booing me." And Jack is like, "Listen, it's not about booing or cheering. It's about generating heat." And that's what you did. You need to be a heel. That doesn't show it. This proves that you need to be a heel. Uh, Ace is like not having any of it. He's like, listen, Jack, you're the heel. I'm the face. Just like dad was the face. And Jack is like, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, dad was a really good guy. Um, And by the way, he knew that you were home when he killed himself, basically. And I was like, oh, shit. Why did he even have to throw that line in there? Did did (sighs) this even fit? (sighs) I guess he's like, oh, he's over it. The fact that like everybody thinks his dad is like this very well-respected person, yeah. uh, but he did this. Uh, he, according to Jack, he purposely killed himself knowing that Ace was going to find his body, which is kind of crazy. Um, by the way, we still didn't find out why he killed himself. We just kind of like, I guess his life, we'll maybe get more into it after, but I'm just under the assumption that maybe a lot of shit was going on in the dad's life and he just didn't want to deal with it anymore, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, we go to some scenes of the, the show itself and we see Apocalypse fighting someone who is supposed to be dressed like Diego Cottonmouth, but he's definitely not Diego Cottonmouth. Just, just a little bit smaller. Just a little bit. Yeah, and it's, it's funny. The, it's, fu- it's funny the fact that he's a masked wrestler, so obviously he can put the mask on anybody. If I'm looking at it, I'm like, that's not Diego, but <laughs> no. that's you know pretty pretty smart that they use the masked wrestler yeah. to kind of play that part. Apocalypse so, is a pretty good worker, by the way. Yeah, I was checking out some of his. So he's never yeah. done any wrestling. He just he's, he's a football background, but he's never football actually player. done. Yeah. But I don't know. They got a couple of wrestlers like Luke Hawks, who's a, who was actually in the NWA PPV last night. He helped a lot of these guys train. And they also had a lot of uh, stunt doubles as well. We'll get into yeah. the, the stunt double of notable fame in the CM Punk match that I'll, I'll bring up later. But obviously, okay. like, but from what I saw, he was doing a lot of his moves, too. So he looks like he definitely took it seriously. I mean, look at that man. I'm pretty yeah. sure he can do it all. <laughs> Absolutely. So we see Ace. He's backstage. He's still pissed. And uh, of course, your obligatory sex scene. Just Crystal comes in and just, hey, listen, everything's okay. Let's just have sex. And we just yep. get two minutes of uh, sex. <laughs> we go backstage uh, in the locker room. We see Ricky and Jack, and they're just kind of going over their match. And Ricky's like, hey, listen, um, how about you finish the match and you pin me after the reverse DDT? You can't be doing your sharpshooter because last time somebody put me in a sharpshooter, I almost shit myself. And I couldn't walk straight for a week. And then he starts talking about all his injuries. And he's basically a broken down wrestler. He doesn't want to do shit. He just wants to go out there and just do the least possible and get the crowd over. Yep. Um, but he, at the same time, he's not a bad guy, I would say. He's actually like, he seems pretty appreciative about like Jack helping him uh, put food on this table, basically. He's like, listen, like, you didn't have to do this. Thank you so much. Yeah, for, he for needed that booking just as much as they needed him. Exactly. So obviously he's not like a bad guy at all. He just, you know, he's obviously somebody who's broken down and, you know, needs the money, but can still perform as much as he can. So Rooster, he comes in again and he, um, he stops Jack and he says, and Jack kind of already knows where he's going. He's like, listen, I know where you're going with this. And just so you know, I gave the main event to Bobby because Bobby's a nobody and we just need somebody who can help Ace get back on track. It's about Ace right now. It's not about getting the other person over. And he's like, listen, Rooster, you, you know, we all know it. You have personality. You're the best guy here. And uh, you'll get your title shot when it makes sense for the storyline. And then the rooster is kind of like, yeah, whatever. I heard this shit like for years and years, like whatever. He just kind of walks away. So we go back to Stacy and her friends who are sitting uh, waiting for the next match. And um, Stacy's friend starts bragging about like, uh, uh, what is that place in Peru? Like the uh, Machu Picchu. Machu Picchu. She's like bragging. Yeah. Oh, here's, here's photos. When I went on vacation and looks so good or whatnot. And Stacy's obviously a little jealous. And then like she hears her uh, her husband Jack's music start playing, and she's like, "Oh, guys, uh, let's go get some beers. Uh, we gotta go." And they're like, "Wait a minute, hold on. Is this Jack coming out?" And they're like, "They don't want to leave at all. They just get excited." And she's all embarrassed, but they like love Jack. Like, oh my god, he's look at him. He's awesome. He's a he's a heel. This and that. 
So then Jack cuts like a, a really uh, good promo about everybody here uh, whining and crying. His brother was crying because he got hit by the biggest, baddest card in the deck, which I thought that was a, an awesome that was line. A line right there, boy. I'm like the 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 card deck puns they must be using with these wrestlers. Oh man, they got that nonstop. The, you got hit with the biggest card in the deck. Come on, Ooh, like you know, you can just say whatever. You go, Royal flush. Like you go those go down the whole line of, of of card wrestling terms. I was gonna <laughs> I was gonna ask you. We we haven't I haven't got a name for his uh, reverse DDT. Like why mm-hmm. haven't we? He hasn't named his finisher yet. Okay, so let's think about it. So mm-hmm. uh, you can do like what like like flush. Like you flush them down, you know, like flush, yeah. yeah that's probably it. It's probably the flush deeds. Yeah, it's probably something, something like that. <laughs> yeah. Royal flush. So then he starts like making fun of all the fans in the audience, saying, "All oh, you guys probably go home to your wives and your husbands and your children, and you start crying to them, and you go, well, he hurt my feelings.' Which I'm like, this is this guy's great. He's like, He's put so him great. on, put him on TV, put him on AEW. Like this guy's a this guy's a great heel. Yeah. So so he challenges anybody to come out and challenge him for the title, and then we hear Detroit Rock City by Kiss. Starts oh, bla- blaring, and Ricky comes out. He has his valley of Vicky. He has a son Wolfgang, and they're just like going through this whole <laughs> rabies like gimmick. They're throwing like fake mice. I hope they're fake, fake mice into the crowd. Throw, yeah. And then the best part about this whole act is they have a drone that is a possum, right? I'm yeah, it's, it's a possum. A possum. <laughs> it's so imagine a drone covered by it's it's a it's a dead uh maybe yeah. fake i don't know i'm hoping fake uh possum just covering the drone you know how drones kind of got their arms out so imagine like the possum like, is flying like a the flying air. possum <laughs> <laughs> so the flying possum is going through the crowd everybody's going crazy about it and then the possum just goes and just goes right into jack's face and just splurts blood right into his face so this is the big uh the big blood yeah. concoction that that uh ricky kept talking about throughout this so then they start fighting, they're rolling all throughout the fans. The fans are loving it. And this is the point I was telling you about, about stunt doubles. I actually found out on Instagram. The stunt double for CM Punk is actually Andre Chase from NXT. Really? Yeah. If you actually go on his Instagram page, you see him wearing the uh, the mohawk and all that. So he was all the mullet, whatever hair. So he actually was the stand-in stunt double for CM Punk, which is pretty funny to see, like, Nice. Uh, NXT guy being a stunt double for an AEW guy. Obviously, this is a film before probably either one of them or even in the companies. But I just thought it was pretty pretty ironic that uh, we saw this here. Um, but I'm guessing at this point, maybe he wasn't really allowed to take many bumps because I'm pretty sure he was still doing like some acting at the point, CM Punk. So maybe in his contract, he just couldn't do the actual moves himself. <clears throat> so we go outside where we see Ace is kind of just tra- tra- still trying to clear his head a little bit. But Rooster's out there and Rooster's like, hey, come over here. I want to show you a quick video. And we see a video <laughs> with a wild bill. And it looks like he's, what, naked and drunk on an airplane? Is that yeah, what it was? It looks like he has that championship from that Federation up north. Ooh. So he has that championship wrapped around him while he's naked. And he's on an airplane uh, screaming he's wild bill. <laughs> so obviously, so, yeah. so all these like phone calls that Willie was getting throughout the show was obviously wild bill probably trying to like figure out, hey, listen, how do I delete the, my, my, my Twitter account? Like, how do I get this shit off? <laughs> Because he's obviously one of the wrestlers that went on Twitter at 2 a.m. and put a drunk video up and that somehow circulated. And now TMZ has has uh, the circling area. That was hilarious. With the, the up north fed uh, title wrapped around him while he's naked. So, yes, it sounds like the uh, the, the wild was the wild plane ride from hell that they always talk about, which <laughs> I think they're like it. I think they're going to talk about that on the next season of uh, Dark Side of the Rings. I'm really looking forward to that because I've been hearing about that plane ride for years now. Oh, so yeah. Rooster and Ace, they kind of have like a heart to heart conversation out here. 
And then, you know, Rooster's all excited about this, about Wild Bill video. And he's like, listen, this is great. I, you know, I used to watch Wild Bill wrestle when I was like 16. And, and, and Ace is like, damn, how long you been wrestling? And he's like, listen, I've been doing this my whole life. Like I started training at 16. I ran through all the territories. Everybody knows me in Georgia. Uh, and then Ace is like, what happened? Like, did all these companies just fold? And Rooster was like, no, they all loved me, but they just labeled me as athletic. That's all I was. My personality can only get me through so far. And he's like, that championship only stands out against a white backdrop. I was like, Oof. he said it. He's like, I went from prodigy to a veteran and I've never had a title. Uh, and then Ace is like, yeah, you know, it's all Jack's fault. Jack's not booking you. And Rooster's like, it's not even about Jack, man. Like, you're, this is totally went over your head right now. Like, he has no idea he has the Black Wrestler Blues right now. Yeah. <laughs> man. So you want to speak about this? Like, obviously, this is a really great scene. It's, think- everything that he said, like, he went from Prodigy the Vet without a title. It was like, dude, you can say that about so many Black wrestlers. It's, it's the same thing. I'm pretty sure a lot of those guys are going to watch this and, like, rejoice like somebody finally saying what needs to be said i mean but it's already kind of we kind of get what i do now so i can't even say it's all bad still but i understand that he's he's working in the south it seems like he stayed in atlanta forever yep you know so he definitely had to put some years on his body and some miles too so from prodigy to vet really fast yeah and he looks like he's like probably still in his 30s so he's you know a yeah. young vet on top of that um yeah, as soon as he said him. As soon as he said I labeled myself athletic, the first thing I did was I took a screenshot and said it to, to Nate Milton because he's been going through like for years now, like the top five stereotypes that WWE, not just WWE, but wrestling yeah. in general have yeah. given to them. And it's like one of them is just being that athletic guy athletic, with, no, yeah. with no background. That's pretty much he says he has portraying. a lot of charisma. They all love him. That sounds like black wrestlers to me. Yeah. So hopefully Rooster will get his 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 due. What, what's the saying of Rooster? We'll, we'll roost or something. I don't know. Something like that. I don't know. Something like that. <laughs> so they're going on about it. And then obviously Ace is just total white guy, not understanding any of this. And he's like, yeah, fuck Jack. And he's like, <laughs> Rooster's like, listen, nothing to do with Jack. Um, You need to be a heel now, basically. is, is he, Your brother's right. You need to be a heel. And Ace is like, I don't want to be a heel. And, and, and Rooster's like, listen, you cried in the ring. You cried in the ring. Like, you have to be a heel now after that. Yep. We go back to the match, and uh, it seems like the ending here, and Ricky tries to hit an elbow drop, I guess, but he blows out his knee. This is CM Punk we're talking about. So Jack... <laughs> rope elbow drop, and he blows out his knee. <laughs> so Jack is like, oh, time to take it home. So, like, <laughs> they start doing, like, a like a, like a do-si-do around the, 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 the ring. Around like, the ring like, like, no, no, what's going on? And basically, like, uh, Jack is trying to get Ricky trapped into the ropes so he can hit his reverse DDT. He hits it. Puts his feet on the ropes. That's it. Ends the match. Uh, as soon as the match ends, Jack heads to the back and he's like looking for Ace. Like, where's Ace? Where's Ace? Uh, we see Bobby is preparing for the main event, so he keeps doing push-ups. And Jack is like, stop doing push-ups. And then later on, he's like, stop doing push-ups. Like, Bobby's in the zone <laughs> just trying to get ready for the match. Jack. So, so Jack is like, oh, listen, I don't know where my brother is. Uh, we're just going to call an audible here. I'm going to wrestle Bobby. And Willie's like, you can't wrestle him. You already had a match. You can't have two matches in a day. Um, Jack is like, you know, we have to do this. We have to do this. Hit, hit Bobby's entrance music. By the way, what, what is Bobby's entrance music? And Bobby's like, it, it's a rap that I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't know if you got a chance to hear any of the rap, but I, I, heard some going of it. On, I had yeah. to go I had to go and listen to the background. And some of the lyrics is, uh, gonna send you, gonna win you, gonna pin you, Bobby. Bobby Penn, because his name is Bobby Penn. I was like, I, I want the, the full track to come out this point. I want to hear the Bobby Bobby Penn raps. <laughs> Me too. So right as uh as Jack is about to head out there, Ace shows up, total different attitude. Obviously, his conversation with with Rooster put him in a different mindset. Uh, so he's like, I'm good, I'm good to go. And Jack is like, You sure you're good, man? You don't look good. And Ace is like, What? You're afraid I'm going to go off script? You know, oof. 
So uh, Q ride the lightning. Ace runs out. Brand new attitude. Doesn't give a fuck about the fans. Walks to the ring. Uh, Bobby's like, listen, I don't know what to do. And, and, and Ace is like, shut the fuck up. Follow my lead. Um, you know, and he starts doing more heel moves. He starts like pulling the hair. He's doing all these like, you know, cheap shots or cheap heat. Uh, starts hitting him down low and all that. And when the referee's not looking, he hits the low blow. Uh, he stuffs a tissue down Bobby's throat, which is a callback to earlier in the show. And uh, this is it. This is his heel turn. And everybody backstage is like happy about it. Jack is smiling, really smiling. Stacy, not so much. Stacy's like, damn, I can't believe they turned him heel. Like, what's going on here? Crystal's um, loving it. Yeah, Crystal's like, yeah, finally. You know, I, she's over there, like, she's, she's, the that, her mind. She's, she's the one that threw the tissue in the ring. She's like, yeah, do it. I want to be a heel. Um, so then Ace wins the match. He starts yelling at the crowd. He's like, if there's a fire, I did it. If there's an earthquake, I did it. You don't know what you got coming for you. So, um, as all this is happening, the one person that probably isn't happy at all is Rooster because Rooster's like, fuck. Like, now they're just going to push, you know, Jack is a baby face and yeah, he's the heel. Because um, I'm guessing Rooster is a heel wrestler. Right, I mean, from what I see, Rooster's kind of a face. I think is, is he, he? I mean, he, his offense shows that he's a face. I don't know. Yeah, he has like a, they showed it early in the episode, but he has like a nice little fancy cape. He kind of reminds me of like yeah. um, I don't know. He kind of gives me like Ernest the Cat Miller vibes, kind of a little bit like with the cape yeah. and everything. He's a real show, show, you know, showboating and all that. Um, mm-hmm. so he's he's upset and he just walks away from the back. He's like, oh fuck this show, I'm never gonna get a, a main event match now. But um, as Ace goes to the backstage, everybody's happy. They're all clapping for him. Great job, Ace. Great job. And Crystal's like, yeah, and he just pushes crystal off he's like get the fuck off me i'm not your boyfriend i'm like damn so jack is like yo relax relax and really kind of gives him the side eye and ace is like what what you gonna do about a bitch and i was like yo, what is going on so jack Jeez. is like jack is like yo relax relax like first take it let me take it to the side let me talk to you what you know why are you calling her a bitch what's going on and he's like listen you want it to be a heel right guess what i'm a heel this is me so this is the full heel turn for for ace it looks like in real life and in wrestling yo thing was even watching him turn heel, it was first of all, I want to give credit to those guys. That was an amazing heel turn, um, even by TV show standards. It was great. Uh, the slow motion and everything going back into the to the backstage. I felt good, you know, because everybody was they clapped up Bobby Penn when he came in. Everybody was feeling good. And then Ace just cut us all down. <laughs> yeah, he's like us all down. Yeah, he's like, that he's was like, great. Up, he's like, get off of me, bitch. You shut the fuck up, bitch. I was like, oh, my God. Like, you're taking this hill thing a little too far. Yeah, but too um, far. No, but I agree. The whole like storyline, and I, and I, I mean, I'm pretty sure we've seen this in wrestling, but I always mm-hmm. kind of, I thought it was a, a good idea to like start the show with like this big baby face hurrah promo, and the fans are like, you know, kind of reminds me, kind of reminds me of um Rocky Maivia when he was out there like doing the whole like yeah Rocky Rocky, and everybody's like Rocky sucks, Rocky dies, and then yep. he kind of just did the whole. It wasn't in one night, obviously, but he kind of did a similar thing like that. But I would love to see that done again, where somebody just starts the show, gets booed on, and then they call an audible and just turn him heel in the same night. That would be. Pretty cool if they if they do it right. That was pretty dope, right? I'm, I'm trying to think of somebody. You know who would be awesome for like, like a Jungle Boy? Imagine like Jungle Boy starts the show and then like they just start booing him for no reason, and he just comes out there and he shaves his hair off. And he's like, "Fuck y'all, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a Jungle Boy. I'm fucking Tarzan, bitch. I'm jungle Man, <laughs> I'm Jungle Man." He 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 tells Anna J, "Get the fuck off me, bitch." You know. <laughs> Kicks Luchasaurus in the nuts. Takes his mask <laughs> off. Fucking smacks Marco stunned the face. Oh, I, I want to see Jung- I want to see heel Jungle Boy now. Jungle Hill Man. Jungle Boy. Oh my god. Oh, I'd love to see that. And he's like, <laughs> he, he makes his hair like his dad did on Beverly Hills 90210. He's like, yeah, slick back, bitch. Uh, <laughs> so uh, we go backstage. Like the show's over. Everybody's kind of leaving at this point. But we see uh, Willie and Jack kind of just counting their money. Yeah, business is good. You know, CM Punk. Oh, yeah. CM Punk draws, man. You saw that one. He popped the one. house, man. Yeah, you, you saw that rating. You saw that. You saw that demo. Like we, we're doing pretty good here. <laughs> but um, we we find out that uh, Willie kind of throws 
Jack a, a pack of tissues and he's like, oh, you know, here, have a tissue. And we kind of find out, oh shit, Jack this is was all the mastermind. Planned. So that that lady who was calling him calling it's a crybaby must have been a plant. And all those tissues oh, was yeah. definitely Jack's idea because Jack is like, listen, it was the right move, and one day Ace will see it that it was the right thing to do. So it's like, oh, Jack knows what he's doing, man. He knows what's, what's, what's good for business. It looks he like he might just be a genius and a lawnmower silver. <laughs> <laughs> hey, somebody can sell me a lawnmower and also like, you know, do the crazy heel turn in the same night. That's 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 the, that's the Booker of the Year. Step oh, aside, yeah. to- step aside, Tony Khan. Sorry, TK. Jack Spade is the Booker of the Year. So we we go to Jake, uh, Vicky, who's about to leave, and she's kind of talking to Crystal, saying bye. And then Ricky's like, "Hey, listen, we got to go, Vicky. My wife's waiting for me." And Crystal's like, "Wait, hold up. What do you mean his wife?" And Vicky's like, "Yeah, I'm 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 not his wife. I'm just it's all for business." Um. So Crystal's like, "Damn, this whole time she thought that like her and Ace were gonna like fall in love and be together forever, but this chick is not even his wife. She's just basically his yep. his I don't know they're whatever they're doing, but he's definitely she's definitely not the wife." So she's, she's the valet. Yeah, That's pretty much all it is. So she's like, damn. So basically, I guess she comes under the impression that you just don't mix personal with business. So there's more to this crystal storyline. We didn't get really more of her wrestling, per se. But there's definitely a lot of character development with, with Crystal, like between not getting booked right, not being used to wrestle, not being treated right by Ace. Like there's a lot more happening with Crystal, which I think is probably between Crystal and Rooster. Those are like my my top two invested storylines that I'm, I'm looking to see like how they're going to actually pan out as this season goes on. Right. Um, so she tells Crystal, like, listen, just all you got to do is stay skinny. Uh, be like me. I forgot what she said. She's like, just have she one. Said, ha- what she's like, like have something said, for tuna for lunch and gummy bears for dinner. And that's how you stay skinny. There you go. You got to stay skinny. I'll, you know what? I, I need to lose a little bit of weight. So I'm gonna try that. I'm not a big fan of tuna, but I might substitute yeah, that with something know, else. But gummy bears for dinner. T- <laughs> hey, there's been some nights where I had gummy bears for dinner. I'm not gonna lie. That might work. Yeah, <laughs> it might work. So Crystal, she's just heartbroken. Um, we see Rooster and Bobby. They they have a moment. Rooster gets into the car and like as he's like, oh, what the hell is this shit? And he pulls out uh, Smirnoff, and and Bobby's like, hey, I got you. You've been iced. And Rooster's like, yeah, I gotta drive. <laughs> like, what are you doing? And Bobby's like, oh, just when you get home, just take a take a video for me and send it. So Rooster, I guess he came. He came around to Bobby. He's like, all right, you know what? Yeah. He's a good guy. It's not his fault. Whatever. Everything's cool here. That's the last we see. Idiot Bobby Penn. Uh, exactly. Uh, we go to Willie, who's driving home, and she sees this wild Bill just looking out there, like just waiting for her, looking distraught, like. I fucked up pretty bad. So I don't know if there's more to this, but it seems that just might be some sort of history relationship between Willie and Wild Bill because Willie is the first person that Bill just kept calling. So yeah. obviously there's just probably more to them in general. So yeah. um, as the preview showed, we're going to see more of uh, what happened with Wild Bill and this plane ride from hell. Uh, we go to a lovable Bobby. He's up there by the uh, the water tower and he's like calling his parents again. They don't pick up because they don't give a fuck about him. But he's like, <laughs> he's leaving a voicemail. He's like, I'm so happy about tonight. I'm so proud. Um, you know, he's coming off like a really good guy and he's acting so good that I'm scared something bad's going to happen to him. I don't Me know if you got the same impression. Especially, Me too. Him, especially yeah. him just hanging out on that water tower. Like, yo, dude, relax. Like, you're a little too close to the edge there. First he was all, just happy to put Ace over, actually. And that was kind of cool. Yeah. So. It's funny because like I like when I'm watching this, I'm like, wait a minute, this is this, this is not Big Jim from the first episode because they kind of have very similar like yeah. looks and just very similar gimmicks. And I'm like, what happened to Big Jim? Did he actually retire and that's it? He has baby he and he's gone. Actually retired, yeah. He hasn't he didn't show at all this episode. So, so they, they basically took done. they took Big Jim's gimmick and just gave it to Bobby Penn. Basically, is what happened. Yeah. Well, Ace so- tried to call Jim earlier in the show. Remember when he stepped outside? That mm. was the number he clicked on. He tried to call Big Jim. Gotcha. But, yeah. What do you think? What do you think he was calling him for? Probably just advice. 
Okay. You know, that's his, that was his best friend. So probably that's true. Advice. That's true. But um, yeah, the Bobby's is being over the top, like too happy here. I feel like I, I'm very scared that something's going to happen to him. I don't know what it is. Yeah. He's going to get injured or something. Might, yeah, I was going to say might be a maybe. bad injury. Because yeah. he's because you have to remember, he's still like new to this, right? He just trying to learn how to wrestle. I feel like he might try to do something a little over the top or maybe somebody else might injure him. Well, you We've know? seen some scenes for the next episode. It looked like uh, oh yes, and Ace had a run in. So yes, yes, we'll, we'll yeah. get into that. Yeah, yeah, I forgot. I totally forgot about that. So mm-hmm. the last, the last scene we see here is Jack and Stacy. They're driving home, and uh, Stacy's like, "Hey, listen, like you know, you want to go on vacation? My friends are showing me all these cool spots we should go to." And Jack is like, "Yeah, yeah, whatever." But you know, I really don't have it. I don't really have time right now. Uh, Stacy's like, "What do you mean? Like, take some vacation time. Take some days off." And he's like, "No, listen, DWL. You know, they they can't." I can't leave them without me, whatever. And Stacy's like, listen, you're always making excuses. You're always making excuses. And Jack is like, I don't see your problem. Like you and your friends had the time of your life tonight. And Stacy with, with, with a real line that hit home, she's like, yeah, uh, but they got to go home. I don't like basically saying like, they can leave this life. I can't, I'm stuck with it. You're my fucking mm-hmm. husband, basically. So again, another episode where Stacy's just like sick of this shit. So she, she's, yeah, she's either going to go on vacation by herself or, or I don't know what's going to happen between them. Um, Jack and Stacy here. Well, she she's being unreasonable. She asks Jack, "Can she go to Machu Picchu next week?" I'm saying, yeah. who goes to Machu Picchu in a week's notice? And not only that, but they, you know, they had the go home show for the pay per view just happened. Like, come on, like, don't you didn't you see the schedule? <laughs> You're being unreasonable. Come on. So the last scene, uh, it, it definitely hits Jack a little bit because as he's home, whatever, he kind of goes outside by the porch, right to the same spot where his dad got killed. He kind of looks down a little bit and just starts crying. That's it. That's how the yeah. episode ends. Um, like you mentioned, we do see a preview of next week, and it looks like from what I saw, I'm tr- I was trying to like kind of like put the pieces together, but it looks like maybe Bobby's flirting with Crystal a little bit. You see them kind of like wrestling on the trampoline a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah. And Ace so, is obviously not happy about it. He, it looks like he gets into a little scuffle with with uh, Bobby. Yeah, like they're in the store and they get into a little scuffle. But it looks like Bill's giving Ace a little bit more advice of being a real heel. So yeah, next week is going to be kind of Bill heavy. They're going to go over what happened with uh, him on that plane ride. Yeah, so they, 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 they 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 show like an actual like footage of him on the plane. So I'm hoping the episode starts with like the whole like was wild. Yeah. I, I I want it to be over the top. I want to see like I want to see Ric Flair cameo. I want to see like <laughs> for some craziness, just like the crazy plane ride from how like redo the whole the whole uh, plane ride basically. Right. Well, so I can't wait for that. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm liking where this is going. Obviously, like I said, a lot of stories are Rooster and Crystal. Um, I was talking with you off air, but it, maybe next week it might be like a mid season finale because I didn't see any dates past episode four. So I'm thinking maybe they're gonna do four episodes, take a little bit of a break, and come back. I know Stars usually do that with their shows. HBO does yeah, it sometimes, so I wouldn't yeah. be surprised. Uh, and on that note with me going to Chicago, we won't be having the episode up next Monday. So we said that we're going to have it up on that Wednesday. Um, after I come back, I come back Tuesday. So look for episode four of turning heels on September 8th, that Wednesday coming back. Um, but yeah, actually I thought this was the best episode of the series. So far. absolutely. That's a great episode. Um, I'm liking this. This series is really giving me everything you want from like a wrestling series. They're giving you every piece of like wrestling. Like if you was to watch um, behind the, I'm not behind, but um, I'm, I'm blanking on the name of the show. <laughs> um, Dark Side of the Ring? Dark Side of the Ring. If you used to watch Dark Side, you're getting all of those stories right here. You're getting the Black Wrestler Blues, like I like to call them. Yep. You're getting the Wrestling Wife side. You're getting A's for his frustration and not moving up. It's all of that in one. And this show is really getting good. That episode was phenomenal. I like to see other wrestlers come in and do what CM Punk did, though. Yeah, I you think know? there is. Like I, I didn't read too much about it, but I'm pretty sure other wrestlers, like Cody has to be involved, right? I mean, Cody definitely helped yeah. produce the I, I would, I'm not sure, but I would love to see, like, any of those guys come in and take on a, a different role. And maybe, who knows, AWs, they're funny guys. They might 
dress up as these roles on a Halloween episode. Who knows? That'd be great. Punk is Ricky Rabies on Halloween. Yeah, I mean, if if Heels was on TNT, we definitely would have seen a uh, you know Rooster fighting Jungle Boy Thunder or something <laughs> like. So that definitely would have happened. Definitely, definitely would have been some cross promotion. Um, yeah. But yeah, you you hit it right on, on the head, man. With the fact that they kind of took all the the dark side of the ring tropes and kind of put them all together. Like you said, you have the, the mm-hmm. black wrestler, you have the drugs involved, you have the, the suicide involved, you have the, the girl trying to be a wrestler. Like those, you're right. They pretty much it's took everything. everything. Yeah. And there's so much more they can do with it. I mean, obviously, I, I, you know, we might be seeing some, some darker things happening, but I, they definitely planted the seeds for it. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying this show a lot. I recommend if you guys haven't seen it to definitely watch it. Uh, if you, just watch any wrestling growing up. You're definitely going to appreciate a lot of stuff that they do here. Um, but yeah, my, it's my favorite episode so far as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm really looking forward to what to get. If next week is going to be like a mid season finale, I feel like there is going to be like a really big cliffhanger. Something's, gonna show. Happen. Oh, Something's yeah. definitely going to happen. Um, but yeah, like I mentioned earlier, you, you did the juice review with uh, yep. Braden and Davey. How did, how did you enjoy that? How did you enjoy Davey's reaction to juice? <laughs> it was, it was funny to hear just uh, Davey. Giving his takes on Tupac's acting. That was funny too. And just going over some old hip hop history with Braden. That was cool. But it's always fun talking to those guys. Have you thought about like what your next pick might be? I know you mentioned possibly New Jack City. It, I think I want to do New Jack City because, you know, that's still rappers and uh, movies because Ice T. But, you know, I, yeah. I got so many to choose from. I can just keep going. Yeah, going. New Jack City, Boys in the Hood, Straight Out of Compton. There's a lot of movies. Yeah. Like, yeah, I was going to say In Too Deep as well because we can do another. Omar oh. Epps, LL Cool J's <laughs> yeah. movie. So, and to deep would be good. That would be good. Uh, anything else you want to plug? I know you just got the new episode up with Detroit Players. I just peeped this morning. Thank you. So, yeah, Detroit Players Podcast. You can check that out on anything that you get your podcast from. Um, and just follow me on the socials at Cool Game Big B. Absolutely. Uh, I got reports right now on postwrestling.com and the last NWA pay-per-views that came out. Uh, Rick Flair, I don't know if you saw it, he cut a hell of a, a promo yesterday on this yes, NWA show. <laughs> they basically said, here, Rick, here's a live mic and say whatever the hell you want for 10 minutes. And he said whatever the hell he wanted. If you guys haven't seen it, uh, check it out. If you can't check it out, read my report. I tried to transcribe as much as I could about him talking about Vince McMahon and Tony Khan. He did say one line, which was really cool. He was like, um, uh, basically saying like, you know, I love Tony Khan. I love Vince McMahon, but everybody can't go to WWE. Everybody can't go to AEW. That's why I love having all these brands here with Ring of Honor, NWA, Impact mm-hmm. and all that, because it's kind of like the territories and it kind of like ties into to heels a little bit because just have more territories is good. Like just have a lot of places where people can work. You know, you don't just Always, have, yeah. we don't just have one TV channel for, for movies and shows. You have all these different avenues. So why not do the same thing with wrestling? And to wrestling fans, stop wishing death on any company. Because I'll tell you right now, if WWE goes under tomorrow, everything's going to fall apart. I'm sorry to say. WWE is 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 the, the tentpole to wrestling. Yeah. So just appreciate it. If you don't like it, don't watch it. Don't don't wish death on it. Don't wish death on AEW or anything else. Because yeah. um, you know? NXT looks like in living color now. Don't mean you got to talk crap. <laughs> <laughs> wrestling fans i hate colors i hate the new logo it's like oh, no, aw had the same colors and then you know i'm not gonna get into that but basically, no, 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 no. <laughs> but uh but uh we'll see you guys next week i'm, I'm heading out to chicago in a couple days um i'm gonna try to put out shot in the dark next week at some point uh if i can watch wrestling not live right. i'll definitely uh, record that uh that's it thank you b for joining me here and uh we'll see you guys here next week for episode four of turning heels Get
Get Ready Ohio, FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-on bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIO, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams in all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio. one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIO. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Dunkin'. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply.